This podcast was created on Messy. Create your own show today at Messy.fm. Hey, good morning. It's Wednesday, which means a whole new episode of Caffeinated Changes. I'm so glad you're listening today. I'm so glad that you're letting me fill in for your inner circle. Today, we're talking motherhood with Alicia. She's a mom of four, including a set of twins. I love her because she's so funny, and I have two and a half hours of recordings that prove that, but I'm not going to air all of it for you. It was also my third wedding anniversary yesterday, so I am struggling more than usual to figure out what I want to re-record and what I don't. So you're going to get a lot more raw material. I hope you enjoy the topics. We tackle everything from mom guilt to miscarriage to multiples to mom fails. Nothing in motherhood is clear except for the love that we all share for our children. Alicia is the type of mother that you gravitate towards if you're looking for a mom friend. She's funny, vivacious, kind, and most importantly, loves your kid like her own. I'm so glad to have her on and I think you'll be glad to hear from her. Without further ado, Here's Alicia. The military. So um, when we got engaged, he, the weekend after we got engaged, he got his papers to go to Afghanistan. And he's in the infantry, or he was. He's out now, thank goodness. Um, but, so I was afraid he was going to die. Like, let's be honest. <laughs> so let's have kids. <laughs> so I wanted, I didn't want to go through the world without a piece of him. Right. So I wanted to get pregnant. Um, so we started trying. It took about four, five months. Okay. Of actively trying, you know, <laughs> so, um, and then we got pregnant and then he, so he's in the National Guard because in Michigan, you only are in the National Guard here or the reserves. There's no active, active, active duty. Um, and he had to go for, so for, they're gone for a year, but for three months they're in training basically. And he was in Mississippi and we found out, I kept on. My sister-in-law was pregnant at the same time, and I kept on asking her questions, and she wouldn't have the same responses like I thought she would. And so um, I asked her all of these things, and she was like, no, no, no. And I was like, I think I'm having twins. And I kept on saying that, and my mother-in-law was like, no, you're so funny. And when we went to um, the first appointment, I had an ultrasound, and boom, there was two of them. There was two of them. Oh my gosh! And how, what was he wasn't there for that? No. And so I tried calling him. He was in, um, like I said, he was in Mississippi. I tried calling him, and he wouldn't pick up. My stepmom was with me, thank goodness. Um, so she knew. My dad knew. My other parents knew. And then I called his mom, and she said, "She goes, you're not fibbing me. This isn't something you fib me about, right? <laughs> fib me? Yeah, Aww. She's so sweet. Um, and I was like, no." There's two in there. <laughs> so finally I got a hold of him, but he was like the last one to do. I mean, he knew you were pregnant. Like that was, that was the main thing, right? Like, exactly. so tell me about your, your pregnancy. Was it normal or up in, I mean, it was normal up until 12 weeks, 12 um, weeks. So that's like the end of the first trimester. Yeah. Okay. And so we had, I was working in low income housing in Kalamazoo. Uh, my brother lived on the property with me because I, his fiance at the time, um, now his wife, she worked for me. And so he was the only family I had around there. My family was in Lansing, in the Lansing area. And all of a sudden I started bleeding, like spotting. So I went to the doctor and they were like, oh yeah, it's just, you know, it's normal. These things can happen. And then at about 15 weeks, I started actively bleeding every time I stood up. 
oh my I would gosh. gush out every time I went to the bathroom. It would gush. And so I ended up having to quit that job and move in with my aunt at mm-hmm. the time because, again, my husband was gone. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was there because I got put on bed rest at 17 weeks. Um, and then, and that was, so the girls were supposed to be born May 2nd. In January, I, um, normal thing, I got up, went to the bathroom, gushed. I always look at it just to see Mm -hmm. how much it was. And it, there was no blood. So my sister was there with me at the time and she, I I asked her, I said, you know, do you think my water could have broken? And she's, she's never had a kid. I had never had a kid at the time. And so she was like, no, I think it just gushes out. (laughs) I think you just lose it all when you. you." Like a flood, a tsunami. Exactly. Um, and so the next day they do a test, um, a genetic test. And for twins, they take that number and they cut it in half. Well, that number for the girls were, was 0.6% or 0.6 higher. So I had to go to a specialist and luckily I went to that specialist because the first thing he asked me was, are you leaking any clear fluid? I was like, yeah. All the, (laughs) yeah, all the clear fluid. (laughs) I haven't been bleeding that much right now, but I've been, you know, leaking fluid. And so he said, okay, well, we're going to take you to the hospital. You're going to stay there until the babies are born. Oh my So this gosh. was January 11th of 2012. Um, I had to get a pick line, which is mm-hmm. the line that goes into your vein and then goes towards your heart um, because they had to continuously draw blood. And Oh my gosh. Every, I think two days they drew blood. Wow. Every two weeks I was supposed to have an ultrasound. Um, so I wasn't actively bleeding when I was in the hospital and then all of a sudden it started again. So that day was the day I actually delivered. Um, so how many weeks was that? The girls were 26 weeks gestational. Oh my gosh. So 14 weeks early, they had to do an emergency C-section, and um, it was really scary, because Emma, what they had noticed was they did an ultrasound, and Emma, baby B, had a massive blood clot called a subchorionic hematoma. Oh next gosh. to her, and that's what was actively bleeding. So she had went from the 48th percentile in, um, like, height and weight and all this stuff, to third. And anything under five can be a miscarriage or a stillborn. So here's Avery. She's thriving. She's baby A. Baby B is not doing well. And now, you can obviously tell, Avery's a lot taller than Emma. She She's is. a lot, you know, bigger than Emma is. Yeah. Um... And, yeah, so they did a classical C-section, which is where they cut your uterus, um... Oh, my goodness. Vertically. I always say filet of fish, basically. (laughs) Um, luckily, I didn't have to have it cut on the outside that way, so I don't have a giant scar. Mm -hmm. Um, but if I did, it would have been fine. Um, and yeah, they were born. Emma weighed one pound. So let's get back to the the girls. Um, they came home, and before we started recording, you were like, "Well, I feel bad that from the day they were conceived, I felt bad because we yes. were talking about mom guilt, and I think that everybody has mom guilt, right? Like I have mom guilt dropping my kid off at school because mm-hmm. she's I don't want to say bored. That's not I mean, but she's she reads at probably a sixth grade level. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so like when they're going over phonics, my daughter's like. 
please, can we be done? Yeah, like, let me do something else. <laughs> right, right. So we, we've all got these, this huge mom guilt. I think it starts the minute you become a mom. So why don't you... Well, yeah, I mean, I always felt like I was doing something wrong, and that's why... Um, I mean, yeah, we all are. There's no <laughs> manual. Contrary to popular belief. Right. What to expect when you're expecting is lies. Right, it lies. But, right. but don't expect that. And I think... <laughs> I think they need to have a panel of mothers go to high schools because yes, the health teacher, I don't think, does it justice when you have a baby. And obviously, there have been a lot of kids having babies younger, and uh-huh. I wasn't ready at 25. I don't think I'm ready at 32. I wasn't I ready could, at 25. No, and I couldn't imagine doing it at 15, 16, 17 years old. Mm-mm-mm-mm. But for me, it's like I just kept on feeling, and I still to this day sometimes feel that way, where I could have done something different. If I would have done something different, maybe they wouldn't have came so early. But what do you think that is? I mean, what do you think you would have changed? I don't I mean, I'm... I'm stubborn, and so when they tell me to go on bed rest, it's a little hard for me. I get restless. I can't just sit and watch TV or read all day. Like, I need to be doing something. So I was up a lot more than I probably should have been. And, like, two days before I had the doctor's appointment... We had a Ford Fusion, which was a smaller car, mm-hmm. um, and we had dogs, so I needed a bigger vehicle. So I drove to Flint with my sister to get a Buick Rendezvous. <laughs> which now, like, that's not big enough. <laughs> no. That thing was gone right afterwards. But So I drove there, and then two days later, I find out I have to go to the hospital. So it's just all of these things, all of these factors that I think, you know, with the stress of my husband being in Afghanistan, and because he left a couple days before I actually gave birth and then flew back mm-hmm. for a number of days. Luckily, they got him home so quick. I called the Red Cross and then my stepmom works for the state police and um, the colonel at the time like was kind of invested in our story and she was like calling her friend. I mean, it was just, it was a lot of nice things It was things a group effort. On. It was. And so he got home in two days. Wow. From Kanduz, Afghanistan. I think wow. I'm saying that wrong. Probably. I mean, probably. I apologize. Um, <laughs> but, this is that humanist thing yes. we're talking about. Sorry. <laughs> uh, but he got home and he was able to see them and um, help me because a classical incision on your uterus does not feel good. No. It has a lot of healing. Like With my <laughs> other two C-sections, I was like, this is a piece of cake. Like, why was that first one so bad? <laughs> Like, hmm. Yeah. <laughs> they cut you open and it didn't, it didn't feel good? No, exactly. <laughs> but, so he got home. I mean, I just think, and then he left and the girls had gotten on CPAP and CYPAP machines and it was just a lot. And it's, I mean, I think everybody who, either, either is a stay-at-home mom or a working mom, it doesn't matter. Somebody's going to make you feel guilty for doing whatever it is that you're doing. Uh, and multiples are hard. Yeah. I mean... That's two babies at once. I had one baby, and I was like, now we're done. (laughs) (laughs) I missed my sleep. Yeah. I haven't slept for seven years. No, because you've been, I mean, you have two boys in addition to your, Yeah. how old's your youngest? He's going to be two at the end of the month. Okay, so you're (laughs) you're glutton for punishment. I am. Well, I mean, I think you go when you decide that you're not going to have any more children. You go through a mourning process, kind of. You know, like, I'm never going to hold a newborn again. I'm mm-hmm. never going to feel that in my mm-hmm. stomach again. Not that it's in your stomach, people. It's in your uterus, obviously. But, <laughs> um... 
There's but you're never going to feel that. Right. And I was doing that after Landon, who's going to be four at, in the May 19th. Um, and all of a sudden, I got pregnant with Logan. <laughs> you know, miraculously. <laughs> <laughs> She's the second Virgin Mary. Like. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Jane the Virgin. Um, Alicia. (laughs) But, so, I mean, once we got pregnant with him, my pregnancies weren't easy. I had to, because of the way that the girls came, the boys had to be born three weeks early, if not earlier. Luckily, I was good up until the three weeks early. So they were always born early, and they were always born by C-section. Because with a classical incision, if you were to have any sort of contractions, your incision could rip open and you could bleed to death or the oh, baby good. could come out inside of your body, out, outside of your womb, though. Huh. And then also die. So, so they... a bunch of problems. Yeah. Well, the doctor, when I was pregnant with Landon, said, you know, one in ten. I said, that's ten percent of people. <laughs> like, that's a lot of people who break open. Like, why are you telling me this? This is the easy math, too. Like, yeah. that's, that's your, like, wait a minute, I can do that. Yeah. That's not good. That's not what I want to hear. Thank you. And you're how far along when they say this? Lord only knows, but not, it wasn't good timing. The bedside manner was not great with that one. <laughs> so I was worried about that, and, I mean, God. They came out fine. They are perfect. Yeah. I mean, all of my kids, I cannot... Well, in between the girls and Landon, I had a miscarriage. And so I actually went to get blood work done because I didn't know what... I thought something was wrong with me. Like, Mm -hmm. I can't have children full term. I can't ever Mm -hmm. have them vaginally. I, um, now I'm having a miscarriage. Like, what's going on? Come to find out there's nothing wrong with me. That's just life. I think a lot of people go through miscarriages and don't talk about it or, um don't realize they're having a miscarriage, but it's, it's a hard thing. Mm-hmm. You know, the moment you find, see that little line or see that word that says pregnant, you are a mom. You're invested. And you're invested. Um, especially if it's a wanted pregnancy. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, people just go through it and then you feel terrible when it happens and you don't talk about it or you're made to feel like you shouldn't feel that way because you were only, you were only six weeks along. You were only nine weeks along. But that's just naive to say those things to people. How did you how did you make it through that? Because there's a you're grieving and oh. you're trying to parent these babies too who I mean distractions. My husband was in the um, training academy for the state police, which is where you're gone. He's gone all week. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the time I was living with my sister because we were saving up to buy a house. We didn't know with the state police you could be kind of sent anywhere mm-hmm. and we didn't know where he was gonna be, so we didn't want to buy a house where we were right. until we kind of knew. Um, and Emma had bilateral hernias. Both of her ovaries were coming Aww. out of her abdomen. And some guy at the urgent care was like, yeah, I think they're lymph nodes. It's like, yeah, I think you need to go back to school. It, like, no. And what? I don't know much about anatomy, but I know that, like, abdomen on a girl it's not a lymph node. Like, this is her ovary coming out. Right. Like, oh my gosh. Every time she coughed, you could see it. So she Aww. got, she got bilateral hernia surgeries. Um, so does she have scars there? Yeah, but they were so small. You can't even see Good. them now. I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't, it's like one of those things. I'm yeah. just curious. No, she did. Um, she did so well. Your yeah. kids are like fighters. Like they, <laughs> they, they are. They've got she, a lot of you in them. Yeah. They're tough. They're tough little kids. 
Yeah. I said, you better, I always tell my t- my kids, you better be respectful. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're not respectful, you're going to have a problem. Well, and that's one of the big things we're, te- we're working on with Izzy, because she's respectful all day long at school, and then she gets home, and it's like, all hell has broken. Show. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Like, I beg your pardon? Exactly. You just said what to me? Uh-huh. You know what Landon says to me now? He says, you want me to break this whole house down? Did you want me to beat your ass? You better sit down. <laughs> what is he, the Incredible Hulk? Like He's insane. <laughs> and then we, like, just laugh at it, because it's like, what? What? <laughs> break what? Like, the other day, he took, he was mad at me, he took books out of Emma's hands and threw them on the ground, he goes, that's what mommy and daddy get. You did that to Emma. Well, you didn't do that to me. <laughs> you know what you could do to me? Pee all over the toilet seat. That's going to piss me off. <laughs> you know? you want to get back at me. Um, Eat all my baby bell cheese. They're like just I'm kids. Ruining we their forget lives. that they're seven. Oh, yeah. You well, know? and mine looks like the jolly freaking giant. So, like, <laughs> I forget she's seven because she's looks like a 15-year-old. It's fine. Or, like, you go, it's just an everything day thing. They're, mm-hmm. they're your kids. You see them every day. It doesn't register with you that, you know, they're in first grade. I know. It's insane. And then you're like, I mean. Like, they're going to be mistake lucky to have the in-laws that I do. So, I can't, I can't complain. I have no complaints about my marriage, ever. So. Not that she's willing to go on air with. <laughs> no. I mean, we're not perfect. Nobody Don't get me wrong. wrong. I mean, we have fought in the past. But marriages work every single day. Yeah. But you have to, the biggest thing is you have to communicate and you have to tell the other person when you're not unhappy or you have to tell the other person when this thing is bothering you. And Mm -hmm. I am a talker. He's not. So, (laughs) I mean, he'll tell me when things bother him. But like when we're in a conversation, if I'm mad, he won't, he doesn't. So if there's one thing, one piece of advice you give to your kids, what would it be? Uh... Trust your instincts and know how much you're worth. What about people who are thinking about kids or are struggling? Uh, don't take advice from other people. Like, it, you have to... The biggest thing is people are always going to try to give you advice about having children or that you should be doing this or, like, when they were... When you were a kid, this is what they did. And It's not the same. It's not the same. Do what you know and if you breastfeed, if you don't, if you formula feed, it doesn't matter you know, your kids, do what's best for your kid and do what's best for you. Mm-hmm. If you have to go to work, if you, I mean, there's a lot of moms out there that have to work who don't have what we call a luxury to stay home. Right. Um, do it. You know, I don't want to pay for somebody. My daycare bills would be so high. I have four oh kids. my gosh. You know? They're saying it's 150000 for just one kid to get through college with, I mean, get to college and that's through daycare and stuff. Yeah. Like, oh, uh-uh. I can't do it. I can't afford it. I told Josh, I said, I can't work a nine-to-five job. Like, I just... Everything would go, for me, everything would go to... Right. The daycare. Right. It, everything would go to the daycare. If a kid is sick, like, I can't... I wouldn't be able to do, like, a like a therapist job or anything like that because if a kid's sick, I have to cancel everything. Mm-hmm. That's why a lot of these people do... Um, Market. Mm-hmm. Oh, like direct sales and all market, that. Yeah, I have a ton of sales. respect for people who do direct sales and MLMs and all that. Just mm-hmm. because I know how hard they're hustling. They're just trying to make it better. Right. That's all exactly. they're trying to do is make their lives better. I, you know, it's a tough, tough thing to be a part of. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I mean, I, the biggest thing is just know that you're doing okay. What about people who are struggling with infertility or miscarriage? Um, talk about it. For me, it was it was easier to talk about it and to let know, people know. Some people can't. Yeah. But it's a process. I mean, I, th- I think it's... I think, like... I, so, like, every year... There's a, there's a friend of ours who had a baby around the same time I would have had a baby. And every year her birthday comes around. And she's this beautiful little black happen. girl. And, and, you know, I, I think about it. I mean, I don't think it ever goes away when you have a miscarriage, I think. In the back of your head, I'm still a parent of five kids, even mm-hmm. though I only have four that are living. Um, but I think going through your process and being able to talk to about it is huge. I, I think it's a, it helps just kind of navigate all of your feelings mm-hmm. so and for infertility luckily for me I've never had that I know a lot of people do struggle with that and my heart goes out to them um, but I wouldn't I don't even know what to do for that I wouldn't even know what to I've known people who've had that mm-hmm. done um, and they go through IVF treatments or they you know, go through the adoption process. I think adoption is a beautiful thing. Absolutely. I have so many friends who were adopted. Um, and I thank God for their parents because those people would not be in my life. It's so important. I think that that's such an important... I mean, if I had the money, if I had the house, I would I would be doing that. I have friends that are foster parents. Yeah. Saints. Yes. And not, not because... Not because they're doing a service, but just because to have that much love in your heart and be able to give that away and have it come and go. Yeah. I mean, you love a child. You love them forever. Right. Like, it just, that's just how it is. Or to love somebody who didn't come from you. Like, even step-parents. Like, my stepmom loves me as if I came from her womb. And I love that woman for that. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And my stepdad, same thing. Mm -hmm. I mean, it takes a lot to... To be any sort of type of parent. Even <laughs> Oh my god. Even though like... <laughs> Sorry, Jay. <laughs> well, a father figure or a mother figure in somebody else's life. Yeah. You know, I think that takes a lot. And I think it's if you important. have room in your heart to do it, do it. And just know that it's going to be okay. Is there anything else that you want to add that you feel like... Uh, don't parent guilt. That's the biggest thing. <laughs> no mom guilt. No mom guilt. I think women are the worst at that. Oh, yeah. You know? Like, your kid does your thing, my kid does their thing. And you're doing fine. So, beach or mountains? Beach. Okay. 100%. Favorite color? Black. Like my soul. <laughs> I love the color black. Brunch or dinner? Dinner. Okay. Mimosas, though. <laughs> Fall or spring? Spring, because it's my birthday. When's your birthday? April 9th. Same day uh, as you, Hefner. And Dennis Quaid. And Kristen Stewart. <laughs> oh gosh. I don't know why I know those. I just do. I mean, I think you know everyone who shares a birthday with you. It's fair. Yeah. NSYNC or Backstreet Boys? NSYNC. That's All the a- way. <laughs> Have you seen them? In concert, yes. Have you seen Just Justin? No. Oh. Though I loved him with his Raymond Noodle hair. Raymond noodles? It looked like he had Raymond noodles on his Raymond head. Raymond or ramen? Raymond. No, ramen! You say ramen, I say Raymond. Oh my gosh. 
Potato, potato. Um, books or movies? Movies. Okay. I hate reading. What's your favorite movie? Oh, God. That's tough. <laughs> I stumped her. That is tough, because I love all sorts of movies. Okay, what's your current favorite? What was the last one you watched? Let's start there. The last movie I watched. Oh, The Da Vinci Code. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh my and God. Night at the Museum. <laughs> That's fair. Um, but my favorite movie. I Hold on. Yeah, give me a second. I might be able to. Nope. I don't know. Got nothing. I got nothing. That's a really hard question. iPhone or Android? <laughs> Android all day long. I love my Google Assistant. But I don't like Alexa. No. <laughs> so, Izzy's favorite question to ask is, what's your favorite number? Hmm. What is my favorite number? Six. Hers is 16. Oh, hey, girl, hey. Yeah, of course. It's pretty pretty close. 16 when she starts. That's, she's like, I can't wait till I'm 16. I'm Get like, girl. Yeah, you need to stop the... Coffee or tea? Coffee. Oh, I love tea now, though. Or because of that one day that you had tea? No, like, oh. I bought um, teamy, so dumb, but it's like a detox tea. Hmm. It's loose leaf. Um, it was expensive, but that's what really started. I mean, I've always liked iced tea. Yeah. Um, and sweet tea. My stepmom's family is all from Kentucky. Sweet um, tea. Diabetes so, in liquid form. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's why I don't drink it anymore. Um... But I love my specialty coffees and my uh, my basic bitch coffees. My fa- my friend the other day said that her favorite tea right now is called Birthday Cake, and it's from Pinky Up. She's like, it's really good. I've never had it. I've never even heard of it. So I'm looking for it. I keep looking in stores to see if I can find it. Because mint tea. If that's what Josh likes too. If I can find a tea that is gonna taste good, mm-hmm. then I'll drink it. I don't really seek it out though. See, I. TMI, but I drink, like, dog or cat? Dog. <laughs> I love my cat. Poor Monroe. But Monroe is, like, the size of a dog. He's huge. Um, Does he behave like a dog? He used to. He's Now he's just fat. Now he just hates everything. Lazy. He's old. I mean, he's over... He's, like, 11 or 12 now. Oh. Which isn't that old for a cat, but he's... He's... Like, he would be on the diabetes commercial. <laughs> if there was one for, there was one for cats, he'd be the Wilford Brimley. Yes, he would. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's funny. And his name is Monroe, so, I mean, He's close. Cat. He's Poor clo- cat. Well, you thought he was a girl. I did. I did. And then things And then changed. he had balls. <laughs> <laughs> then I had to get him chopped off. My Aww. husband's allergic, so. But I love, I love my big dogs. I would have dogs all day. Yeah, all that day makes long. two of us. Yeah. That makes two of us. I want a husky. Really bad. I want just another energetic dog for Chase. Just something to entertain him. Mm-hmm. You're lucky because you've got you've got four kids that can entertain each other. I've got the one, and all she wants is to be entertained. Yeah, I'm like, mm, nope. But it is nice going out to dinner with one. That's true. But we don't go out to dinner, so we make that easy. Yeah, we just cut out the. Easy. Exactly. Only on our birthday. What's she doing to you? So that's our episode. If there's anything that you take away from this, I hope it's that there is no clear-cut path to motherhood and there is no perfect parent. 
Raising a human is tough and not for the faint of heart. And if you're called to the job, some of us are, it's one of the best things you'll ever do. But here's the thing. Parents are full-time role models. Do we make mistakes? All the time. But please don't assume that just because you're not a parent that you're not a role model to some little kid. Little eyes are watching constantly and they see everything. And if they're anything like my seven-year-old, they're going to remind you of everything that you've done wrong in the last 15 years. So if you're happy with what they'll repeat, proceed as normal. If you think about it and you realize maybe there are some things that I can change, go for it. Make yourself better. Do the best thing that you can to grow and change for the whoever's watching. So anyway, that's our show. I hope you enjoyed it. And I hope you will tune in next week for Matt. We'll talk dreams. We'll talk goals. We'll talk about all that he's accomplished and how you can kind of figure out where you're going to and accomplish just as much as he has. And don't forget to listen and subscribe for free anywhere you listen to podcasts and share with your friends. We want to hear from all of you. Have a great week, guys.